I think my girlfriend slept with my dad before breaking up with me. My friend, who was doing an internship in a hotel, told me that he saw my girlfriend and my father at the hotel. I assumed I was with them too. I didn't believe it, but I checked my dad's Google Map history and he visited the hotel. He was being a little touchy with her, like touching her shoulders and her arms, etc., and complimenting her. I didn't think it was weird because it looked casual. We were in a relationship for three months. My girlfriend lied about where she went that day. She started ghosting me for a few weeks before breaking up with me after that day. I don't know. Should I confront her or my dad about it? Ask them indirectly in some way? She is 17, but here where I live, the age of consent is 16, and my dad had dated a few women after his divorce. I don't care who he dates or sleeps with, but it made me uncomfortable and mad. So it sounds like the original poster of this story is between a rock and a hard place. This is a terrible situation to be stuck in. The fact that your girlfriend and your father have spent some intimate time together is absolutely devastating. The writing's on the wall. This probably happened. I mean, if you figure the Google Maps history, his father acting weird when he was questioned, his father getting a little too close with his girlfriend, as well as his girlfriend ghosting him for a few weeks before breaking up with him, all after this situation was brought to light, is pretty condemning if you ask me. And what on earth is this man's father doing around a teenager? If you're a grown adult with children, you have no business being around teenagers. I don't care who they are. It's not okay. Let alone going after your son's girlfriend. And to make it even worse, the girlfriend going after his father. Both of these people are terrible people across the board. His father is a terrible person for even engaging in this act, and his girlfriend is clearly not loyal. He is much better off without her. The writing is on the wall that this 100% happened, and it is absolutely unfortunate that this man had to get in the crossfire. How do you even approach that? It's not like he can just go up to his father and say, hey, did you do this thing with my girlfriend? Because of course he's going to deny it. And the last thing you need is to provoke a father who could very well kick you out of the house. I'm sure this guy is probably still living with his parents to some degree. And in my honest opinion, I wouldn't say anything yet. I would make sure that my living condition is set up outside of the house before I even begin to approach my father about this situation. You got to make sure you're looking out for your first and foremost before you make any kind of decision like that. Especially confronting someone who could very well make you homeless. Absolutely disgusting. And he should count his lucky stars that he was able to get away from that woman as well. You don't need someone who's willing to sleep with your own father. That's just horrendous. Overall, there is a silver lining. At least he knows two solid things. For one, his girlfriend was not loyal and he did not need her. And for two, his father cannot be trusted. And at least when he grows up and becomes a man and has his own life. He can carry that with him and be better than anything his father's ever given him. Am I the jerk for canceling dinner with my boyfriend after he bought a bell to dinner to grab the staff's attention? I've been dating my boyfriend for about four months now. We live in different towns and he's not from here. He's an American living here. He usually visits on the weekends. This time I decided to visit his town and eat out at a diner. My boyfriend was already there when I arrived at the diner. We talked some, checked the menu. Then when it was time to order, he pulled out a small bell out of his jacket pocket, lifted it up, and started shaking it. It produced a loud, annoying sound, and my ears started hurting. I was so confused. I asked what he was doing, and he said that he was trying to get one of the waiter's staff's attention. I said it was embarrassing, and he should stop right then, but he just kept shaking it. I cannot begin to explain the looks we received from everyone. I demanded him to stop, but he said he's not gonna stop until a waiter comes over and takes our order. I threatened to leave 
leave the place and cancel dinner if he wouldn't stop ringing the bell, but he just kept doing it. Someone eventually came, but I'd already gotten up, took my purse, and started making my way out. He followed me and started arguing about walking out, but I told him that I couldn't take being embarrassed by him, and he got upset and said that he didn't get why I thought the bell was embarrassing, explaining that it was the perfect solution for no longer being forced to wait till someone shows up. I asked if it was acceptable to do this in America, and he said yes, because it's a free country, and people there usually don't really care. But I said it's inappropriate and embarrassing here. He said I was being too sensitive, and overreacted over nothing. He insisted we go back inside, but I refused. We ended up leaving. He kept on about how I ruined dinner by canceling it, and offending him by acting like his behavior is shameful. I said I had a right to give an opinion on what he was doing, even if he thought what he was doing was okay. But he basically told me to get off my high horse and stop calling his genius idea embarrassing. He's been sulking for days now and wanting an apology. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe it's nothing where he lives. But here, it's just unacceptable. The man in this story, unapologetically, is in the wrong. No one in their right mind, especially in the United States of America, would bring a bell to ring to get the attention of a waiter. I can guarantee you, if you actually tried that in the States, you would get thrown out so fast. To anyone who's wondering who might not live in the U.S., no, it's completely inappropriate to bring a bell that you would ring to get the waiting staff's attention. That is unbelievably rude. You would get kicked out. You would possibly be banned from that establishment, too. I can't think of a single place that would allow that kind of behavior. Not even fancy restaurants with Michelin stars would allow that kind of action. They would immediately kick you out for disrupting service. And the audacity of this guy to pretend like this is the norm in America when he's clearly in another country is disgusting. I don't blame the woman in this story for being horribly embarrassed. I would too. And the worst part about it is is that you can bet everybody else in there was judging that table when that was happening. No one else brought a bell to dinner. It's bad enough that waiters have to deal with Karens on a daily basis. But this is a whole nother level of Karen that I've never even seen in my life. This is super Karen status. And that is not something you want to aspire for. My crazy ex-boyfriend thinks we switched bodies. I don't even know how to start this. So we hung out on his birthday and I was getting weird vibes from him. It made me uncomfortable so I told him. He angrily tried to convince me that he wasn't being hostile by being more hostile. So I left and broke up with him the following day. The following days consisted of my sister receiving strange emails every few days telling me to give him back his body. I thought it was funny at first. I thought maybe someone was playing a prank on me but it turned out to be him and he threatened me claiming he would hurt me if I didn't give it back to him. He claimed that he hadn't been the same since the relationship ended. That I was happier than him and that I ruined his life. I was so confused. I blocked his phone number and emails ages ago but he knows my address. I spoke with the authorities and they say there's nothing they can do about it. So this guy thinks that his ex-girlfriend somehow stole his body when she broke up with him for him being crazy. It's very clear that this guy needs psychological help and he might be experiencing some kind of psychological breakdown. The woman in this story absolutely needs to file some kind of a report. Let the police know that her ex-boyfriend threatened her life. 
It's also weird how this guy's saying that his ex-girlfriend stole his body. I mean, what on earth does that even mean? And it's especially scary the fact that she went to the authorities, but they can't do anything about it, which is not uncommon. This lady needs to make a plan and make a plan fast to get away from this man. Sure, she can block him all over the place, from email to social media, but at the end of the day, he knows her address, so she needs to get out and find a solution. A possible option is filing a harassment report with the police, maybe even getting an attorney involved. But if she doesn't have any money, then it's probably better just to tell everybody what's going on. Don't hold back. Tell everybody that this guy is acting strange and that he threatened her. Give details. It might be her best bet for him to leave her alone if everyone's aware of how he's acting. Unfortunately, though, that's only going to do so much because it sounds like her boyfriend went off the deep end. And the last thing you need is to be dragged down with him. Am I the jerk for telling my roommate's boyfriend he needs to get out? I just got a new roommate who is subletting the other room in a two-bed, one-bath apartment. She moved in a week and a half ago. The day before she moved in, she texted me notifying me that she would be there in the morning and asked if her boyfriend could stay with us for like two weeks until his apartment was ready. She made it sound like he already had an apartment and it just needed maintenance like painting or plumbing or something. She claimed he works a lot and would be there to sleep, which turned out to be untrue. I kindly told her no, because a strange man in the apartment would make me uncomfortable, especially since she is a stranger as well. No response. She arrives the next morning. I know her boyfriend stayed the first night because I heard them, but I didn't see him. I brushed it off because he was helping her move. The next day comes, and I get home from class at about 2 o'clock and knock on her door to see if she wants lunch. The boyfriend answers the door and says that the roommate left to buy food. I was annoyed that she moved him in with without consent, and especially that she left him there alone with all my things. When she gets back, she gives me a sob story, and I agree to let him stay for two weeks. We all get along well, but he doesn't clean up after himself. If I need to use the bathroom or get water in the middle of the night, I feel the need to get dressed. It's just all around annoying. He doesn't clean up after himself in the kitchen. He leaves dirty dishes around. He leaves hair in the sink and in the shower. He goes to the bathroom on the toilet seat and just leaves it there without cleaning it up. I simply don't feel comfortable at night, especially if I need to get up and get water or maybe use the bathroom. It's just all around super annoying. The two-week mark is coming up soon, so I asked her when his apartment would be ready last night. She directed me to ask him. The boyfriend says a few weeks because he has not signed a lease or given them any money or been approved for the apartment. I said next Monday, four days away, would be two weeks, so he needs to get it figured out by then. She goes to her room slightly irritated, and I did not see her again until today. This morning, she told me she thought I was rude for how I talked to her boyfriend, and she would never treat one of my guests that way. I apologized, but I didn't think it was rude, only stern. I said that if he was staying longer than two weeks, he needs to pay rent. She said he's not paying rent because he's staying with her and already helped pay her half for the month. I made it clear I want him gone by Monday. If he is still here, I will inform the leasing office of an overnight guest who has overstayed their welcome. Am I the jerk in this situation? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This story is a classic case of the lazy boyfriend not doing what he needs to do. It sounds like to me that the boyfriend in this situation found himself with a sweet gig. He found an apartment where he could just lay around and not get anything done. Leave dishes everywhere, not clean up after his mess, the works. And in effect, the roommate who has to deal with this guy, who wants nothing to do with this guy, is now caught in the crossfire. It's interesting how this type of person works. He was only supposed to be there for two weeks, and that's after the girlfriend begged and pleaded with this lady that he could stay longer. And now that the two weeks are coming up, he doesn't want to leave. And it doesn't help that the girlfriend is basically taking the boyfriend's side. It sounds like both of them are incredibly lazy, because in two weeks, you could at least have some prospect going for an apartment. It might not be an ideal apartment, but you can find something, especially if it's just you by yourself. It's incredibly inappropriate to abuse the trust and expectation of another person's apartment just to fit your own needs. And I don't blame the lady in this story for saying that if this guy is going to stay longer, he needs to pay rent. It doesn't matter that he's staying in her side of the apartment. He needs to pay rent if he's going to stay longer because that's absolutely not fair for the lady who is paying rent. This guy is a freeloader and he needs to do his part. If you're staying in someone's apartment, you abide by their rules. What they say goes. So you got to clean up after yourself. You got to keep things tidy and you have to pay your portion. Anything past two weeks, in my opinion, definitely means you got to start paying rent. It's either that or you got to go. The person in this story, in my opinion, is not a jerk. They're just trying to make sure they have some normality in their life. And it sounds like they have a roommate now who is definitely subpar and they're going to have to deal with it. But at the end of the day, she lives there as well. And there's no reason for her to be miserable just so some deadbeat boyfriend can get by and take advantage of a sweet situation. Would it be wrong of me to ghost everybody around me and just run away? I live in a very small but very bigoted community on an island. Some terrible people populate this island and on top of that there's been a huge increase of violence and death. My birthday is soon and I'm graduating also and I plan on immediately moving to the United States of America for university and never coming back. My mom and I are both dual citizens so things like deportation isn't something I'm actually worried about. Now here's where I think I'd be kind of shady. I've had friends since I was a kid. We grew up together and often always stick together. I've got family here too. But recently, I felt extremely isolated recently. My orientation goes against pretty much everything the majority of my island believes in, which unfortunately includes my friends and family. I bite my tongue because often when I speak up against these ideas, I'm berated. I've made up my mind to just completely go missing in action to these people and erase any kind of contact, leave a letter and just go. I've even considered legally changing my name and keeping in contact with one friend and four family members because they haven't made me feel like garbage and don't agree with the majority mindset. I let it slip casually in a conversation that I planned on running away and going missing and I was told that it was a terrible thing to do because I'd worry a lot of people and would leave a hole in my social groups forever and now I've been second guessing it. I felt isolated by these people because of my orientation my whole life so I feel like it wouldn't be a big deal but according to some people it would. So would I be wrong for just disappearing? First 
and foremost, I think it's terrible that this person feels like they can't be themselves. It must be terrible to literally be stuck on an island with people who are so vocally against who you are. It must feel terrible to feel trapped as if there's no way out. But I think the person in this story just needs to know that there is love and happiness on the other end of this island. That quite literally they have a chance to get away from this. It would feel easy to be consumed over their current situation. But they have an opportunity to go to college and escape this entirely. On one hand, I really do agree that just disappearing completely would in fact leave a hole in a lot of social groups. But on the other hand, I think it's important to get away from toxic people, especially those who are going to discriminate against you based on your orientation. No living person should feel less or discriminated against because of something they can't control. And the beautiful thing about it is that this person is going to blossom in college. They're going to have chances to meet people who are probably similar to themselves. And the fact that they have a university they can go to is massive. This is truly going to be the beginning of the rest of their life. In my honest opinion, I think they can still leave their island life behind while still embracing the beautiful future self that is just around the corner. I think with careful steps and careful planning, they can still maintain the relationships they want to stick around with while abandoning those who are just going to be toxic to them. Distance and time can heal all wounds. And I think this person's going to feel better just getting off that island and meeting people of similar mindsets and similar orientations in life. If I were them, I wouldn't move back to this island ever again. Sure, you can maybe visit, but there's so much more to life than being stuck with people who are so close-minded and absolutely at their core do not care about you. You can still keep in contact with your friends and family, especially those who are accepting of you, but you have no obligation to stay in contact with people who would use, abuse, and discriminate against you. I hope that the person in this story is able to embrace their true self and find solace in the fact that they are truly moving forward with their lives and moving away from an island and towards a brighter future. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and turn on notifications so you never miss a video.